You're listening to Here Come the Moms, only on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Holly Ehrlich. I'm Sharon Naylor. And we're your co-host today, and we're going to be talking about moms planning from a distance. Right, Sharon? Exactly. Right now, we live in a global society. We don't all live in the same hometown with our in-laws and our friends and our family. Everyone has to work as a team, but when you live in different states, how do you bring it together and communicate well when you're scattered across the country and the world? We are going to be joined now by Faye and Greer, a real live mother and daughter. Faye and Greer, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and, you know, introduce yourselves as a, a mother and daughter? Greer is my only child. So as a mother of a bride, this was a big event, <laughs> something I certainly had looked forward to. But with absolutely no experience and only a couple of friends whose daughters had gone through their wedding process, um, I really didn't have a whole lot of leads to go on. Uh, luckily, Greer had a site in mind, a destination wedding that wasn't far, and I was very familiar with the site. So I kind of went into this thinking that I I could handle this. This was <laughs> lo and behold, there are some surprises. Where did you go for the wedding? It's just north of Atlanta to one of the historic inns. I think they're one of 100 historic inns around the country. And it's just a beautiful garden site. And the owner of the inn was a gourmet chef. And we had been there. Oh, I had taken Greer as a little child. So uh, when she took her fiancé and they fell in love with it, this was really quite a blessing to pick this event. Oh, that's fantastic. Greer, where were you living most of the time during your planning? Well, I was kind of shuttling myself back and forth between uh, two different states. My fiancé lived out um, closer to the West Coast, and I was actually living um, still in the South, but not in Atlanta with mom. So I was kind of traveling all over the place during it and really doing all the planning from long distance. In both cases, I was really never in the same place as um, Faye for much time at all. So... I got much better at email than I ever thought I could. <laughs> yeah. That that brings up a good point. Was email the best way for you guys to communicate? Email is critical. Uh, you just have to learn how to communicate respectfully um, over the the web. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of times I was just throwing stuff at Greer because I'd get all excited. You know, she wouldn't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> no, I'm working on the wedding. She's working on something else. And... There's these jobs out there, and the groom, you got to consider what he wants. That's a great point. Everybody's on their own schedules and have, have different things that they're working on. How do you figure out when is a good time to talk about the wedding? Well, I think for me and my husband now, we kind of developed a little system where um, I would talk to Faye kind of throughout the week, and we would kind of shoot back some pictures back and forth from websites that I'd found that I liked. And then once I narrowed down things to a couple choices, like maybe six, like something kind of manageable, then over the weekend I would show them to, you know, my fiancé at the time, and then we'd be able to talk about him. But it was mainly the narrowing down that I needed help with that I couldn't bother him with because it was just so much, and it was so much overwhelming information that he had never thought of, you know, and there's just so many little details in wedding planning that you have to make these decisions on that you've never thought about before. So... I tried to make it more manageable for him, but still keep him involved. So they helped me narrow it down, and then the indecision always came from uh, me and my husband. Well, I think it's great that your mom was so respectful of your fiancé's opinion, you know, that it counted. He had really good taste. 
And, you know, until you get into an engagement period, you don't know what the groom's real taste is like. And I think Allie was just real patient with him. Even uh, her mother-in-law saluted Allie on being able to get color choices out and flower choices uh, through him. And he really did have some very distinctive opinions, which was wonderful. How long did you plan this, the wedding? Uh, Six months. Okay, six months. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Greer, you were in Arizona and Faye was in Atlanta, right? Yes. Okay, and you know, there were a lot of, like the wedding gown. How did you plan that from a distance? (laughs) The wedding gown is one of our funnier stories because Greer was thinking that um, a bridal gown per se, you know, the way they're showing them on the web and in the stores and everything, there are these they're always a poof gown or, you know, a lot of crinkle, and it's it's more of a Cinderella gown. And um, Greer has a very savelle figure, and she wanted something that fit her better. And we thought, for, uh, I thought for a while she was going to have to pick a prom gown, you know, even though she's uh, older than prom times. But I did talk her into shopping the bridal stores, and some of those warehouses are not much fun to go in, but we found a very small bridal store and that's where she found her dream dress so you were able to do it together yes yeah, oh, that's that was good. the first thing we actually did and and it was so successful was... <laughs> yeah successful. we were successful we were really lucky that we did um find a couple stores that were pretty frightening um but she ended up making me go i thought i think she met me at the mall one day and she called me and i was in the dressing room at bcbg trying on you know just a plain white long dress that i thought was perfect and she started crying when she saw me in it. That's what you know. Yeah. She said, that, uh, like, just let me take you to a bridal salon. Just let me take you. So I let her, and she was absolutely right. I was much happier with that. But That is funny because, I mean, you know, you try so hard not to say exactly what to do, you know, with oh, – I, I wanted to get more assertive, but the tears just started flying. <laughs> the dress was so imperfect. Faye, <laughs> <laughs> right. hey, what about your gown shopping trip? Oh, what fun! <laughs> um, mm-hmm. we, we checked out a couple of books, and I, you know, had a big laugh through um, some of the other mothers of brides who've written. You know, for gosh sakes, don't tell the bridal store you know, the warehouses that you're shopping for a mother of bride dress because they will take you to the very back of the store and put you in a lavender dress with lace around the edge and, and you know, hundreds of sequins around the neck. And I'll have to admit that did give me sh- just shudders to think of a lavender long dress. And actually a girlfriend um, gave me one that she had worn in a wedding, and I think she expected me to wear it, and it's now currently sitting in the back of my closet. <laughs> but um, I finally, uh, and Greer was so sweet, you know, she'd take me to J. Crew, and we tried on their bridesmaid dresses because I had lost a lot of weight um, the last three years or so. And so those were really, really cute, but you know, I'm 60 and it was it was just cute. So I went back to the dress shop where I buy my work clothes, and luckily they started getting in some spring clothes with the short sleeve jackets. So um, my mother-in-law felt comfortable that my shoulders were covered, but it was a very upbeat dress, and Greer thought she was never going to like it, but she loved it. So we settled in after, but I know I brought home from. 
stores and websites, at least 18 dresses. What were some of the the top jobs that you guys did while you were in two separate states that you had to communicate via email? What were some of the jobs you worked on together that way? In addition to cake and flowers, of course. Invitations, I thought, um, was one of the tougher items because that was where friends were members of some historical societies and were receiving wedding invitations this spring from brides who were doing their own so it was like an art and craft project announcing the wedding. And so, you know, I was getting all these warnings, for gosh sakes, you know, let, don't, do, don't send out a wedding invitation that's an art and craft job. So um, Allie and Greer, um, mother-in-law, and, and, and all the emails back and forth, uh, we were able to see that there were some very nice designers on the website People we never met, even though we wanted to go meet people. Um, I believe you used someone in New York, didn't you, Greer? No, I actually used somebody based out of St. Louis, but she Ah. used to work in New York. And it was mainly, um, I think I saw originally one of her designs just in a Martha Stewart Weddings magazine. And I showed it to my fiancé, and we both agreed that we loved it. And we called her up, and um, we just loved her designs, and we loved the way she worked. We shopped it around a little bit more. We looked at a few different designers, but none of them were, you know, locally based at all. It was all um, people who had portfolios on the internet with already existing designs. So I actually thought, for me, Invitations was really simple. I think um, Faye maybe (laughs) felt a little differently, but I thought that was one of the easiest things that um, we worked on, (laughs) actually. I I think if you uh, tell people to get your samples in early from a number of different vendors, Everybody can have a coming of the minds a lot more quickly, you know. I mean, you still have to rely on mail because invitations, particularly, I could not look at a website and visualize that. I want to hold the paper and feel the print and look at the design and, you know, so being an old-timer, I needed to feel it. Did you choose a, did you choose a photographer together, long distance? Photographer. Photographer. <laughs> Um, I kind of, my husband and I were really, really strong on the type of photographer that we wanted. So we kind of took that one um, together on our own. Um, Faye, I think, tried to look at some websites for me, but she didn't really know where to start to look for. So um, she had found a few and she just kept telling me they were all, you know, not very good. And she was kind of um, pushing me in the direction of a family friend that I'd grown up with. And I was really strong on the fact that I didn't want to hire somebody that I'd grown up with. I wanted somebody I could kind of boss around a little bit more. And I wanted somebody with a strong, like, photojournalistic style. And my husband and I were um, really happy with who we ended up choosing. And that was purely based just on researching on, like, the com. People have um, pictures from their own weddings up there on these um, bios that they make. And I just searched those. And I found a couple bios that I thought were really great. Um, and they were all done by the same photographer. So... I ended up contacting him, and he worked out. It was perfect. That's great. One of the big issues that comes up when you're at a distance is how do you handle the showers? What was your plan for bridal showers? Our shower, actually, um, I turned down a few offers for showers just because I'm kind of older, and I didn't really have many friends that would be in town that would be able to make it. Most of my friends are living you know, all over the United States, and they were already flying in for the wedding, so... I only um, let my aunt throw a shower for me, and that was kind of just a really small group of really close friends and family, and our invitation designer just did something really cute. She put a little insert in the invitation that just said, you know, our bride is 
moving out to you know, the West Coast. So if you want her to unwrap a gift, please take a picture of it and wrap it up and then she can unwrap the picture. So we tried to be a little creative with that, but some people still brought me, you know, very heavy things that I've had to figure out how to ship all the way out here to me. So it was a little tough. That sounds like a challenge. What was the biggest challenge for the two of you? Well, I would say, I think we had a lot of problems with communication early on just because we had, I think, with the wedding planning in general, I think everybody comes into it with their own taste, their own already kind of like preconceived notions of what they think a wedding should be, what a nice wedding is. And it was just tough because most of the time those aren't, you know, explicitly talked about. So it was tough for me to try to figure out. There was a lot of times where Faye and I would kind of knock heads, and I finally would figure out that it was because she thought that, you know, engraved invitations were the only type of nice wedding invitation, something like that, where, you know, I was kind of leaning more towards, you know, letterpress or even flat printing, which is what I ended up going with. But um, it was just tough because I felt like nobody was really, we, we should have had a sit down talk kind of about like what we envisioned in the beginning and maybe gone through some magazines and books together so that we could have gotten it all out in the open. So I didn't feel like I was constantly trying to bounce ideas off somebody who kept saying, eh, you know, I don't know. And then you finally get down to why she wasn't enthusiastic about it. And then it made sense. But it was tough because I wasn't a mind reader. And being so far away, you know, when you call up with an idea that you're really excited about and you hear, eh, it's kind of a, you know, a buzzkill. Well, you're nodding my head, which you can't see. We're, not, we're nodding our heads, too, because yeah. actually what, what Greer just said is universal. Um, you yeah. know, Sharon, yeah. we, we've discussed in, in the past, Sharon and I on our shows, about having a sit-down at the very beginning. And, and you just confirmed that, you know, that if you yeah. s- sit down yeah. at the beginning, it doesn't mean that other things are going to unravel as you're doing through the planning process. Did you find, Greer, that you needed some emotional support that you didn't have, being that you were in two different places? I think it was tough, for sure. Um, It was tough for me also because I was long distance a lot of times for my fiancé, too. Where was he living at the time? The West Coast. We were pretty far apart, and I was doing a lot of traveling back and forth. So I just found, in general, I felt a little bit lonely because the phone and email can only do so much. So I think... um, it would have been nice to, you know, been able to see everybody in person more during the planning process. But I think the way everything came together, we ended up figuring out a system that works, but it took a lot of kind of floundering around to be able to get it to a place where I had things running smoothly, where I could kind of shuttle ideas back and forth between Faye and my fiance. And it was just a difficult learning process at first, I think. On the Faye and Greer blog, as of the last couple of days, we've said, would we do it again? Oh, yes. Now we would definitely do it again. I'd do it next month. (laughs) Well, then you obviously enjoyed, you know, planning this wedding together, which is a really terrific, uh, special time together. (laughs) And I don't think that uh, there's any time like it. You know, that, and, and, and it sounds like the two of you are close to begin with, but you sound even closer, you know, and planning a special day of love and growing families together. So that's so true. So we really appreciate the information you shared with our listeners today. Thanks so much for joining us. Aren't they a wonderful team? I really enjoyed speaking with, with Faye and Greer and hearing about what they did well, how they overcame their challenges. You know, I think they're, they were a very good example. An excellent example. And they actually even have a blog, a mother-daughter blog, sharing their experience. And, and, and they're still excited about wedding planning. They're still posting now that even uh, Greer got married a couple of weeks ago. So they're still obviously communicating with each other from a distance, which, you know, that still continues. One, not only planning your wedding and 
you know, whether it be about the invitations or the flowers or the cake or the attire, which all of these things came up, right? Right. I think that if they did have a powwow, you know, at the very beginning, which you have suggested in other Here Come the Mom show, that is definitely an important piece of advice for families to get together and, and kind of outline you right, know. exactly. Especially at a distance, you want to make sure your communication is perfectly planned. And one thing that, that we learned from them is that you it's going to take a couple different tries to find the system that works well. Right. No matter how close you are. Right. You know, as a mom and daughter, you know, and then bringing the groom into the into the party, you know, and keeping him in tune to what's going on. Well, I want to um, extend a very big congratulations to you. Because we, another one bites the dust. Oh, to we, me personally? We have mean? another engaged lady in the house. Oh, that's right. I want to say congratulations to uh, Sharon and Joe. Um, they're going to be getting married next spring. Joe yes. proposed on May 5th at the Butterfly Conservatory in New York City. Was it a surprise? It was a surprise. I had no idea. I knew we, we bought the ring together. I knew it was coming, but I thought I was so smart. I thought it was going to be the day after. At something else we were going to. I was like, oh, that's definitely when he's going to do it. And uh, we went into the city. And even when we pulled up in front of the Museum of Natural History, I still didn't get it. Still had no idea that it was a surprise or anything. And um, somehow he even managed to get me to change clothes to go into the city. I don't know how. I have no idea how that happened. But I was dressed kind of kind of bad um <laughs> and he said well maybe we'll go out to lunch or something so um he got me to change clothes go into the city go to the museum and i still had no clue so it was beautiful and butterflies were everywhere and one landed on it's my a beautiful head exhibit. he it's really planned the perfect proposal just perfect couldn't be bad i'm tearing up right now sorry um well, well and well yeah. you should i mean joe so. We, we give you a shout out. You did good. And yeah. uh, Sharon's smiling from ear to ear. And, mm. and, and that's a, that's how all engaged uh, women should look. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's in the midst of planning her wedding. And you know what? We'll, we'll do a newlywed cast with uh, you and Joe once, <laughs> once you guys are married. And you'll talk about, you know, being a professional in the business. Right. You know, how you attacked the wedding planning uh experience yeah you know what people think that it would be a cinch for an, a wedding expert to plan a wedding it's the same challenges that you're all facing with all the extra choices and everyone's input it's the same stuff and family stuff yeah right yeah right of course Which... the families are always involved in the um in the planning so you have to make sure that everybody's participating well and um but yeah so it's it's been a lot of fun and we are getting married in april well, we wish you every happiness. Thank you very much. Oh, it's our pleasure. And we're, uh, we really hope anyone out there, any mothers, daughters, mother-in-laws that would like to, to be, would like to share their story with us. We would love for you to email us or call us. Um, you could either email us at feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at T-H-E-W-P-N.com. Or you can call us on our listener hotline with suggestions, comments, ideas, and we would really love to have you as a guest on our show. And you can call us at 800-882-1259. You've been listening to Here Come the Moms, only on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Holly Ehrlich. I'm Sherry Naylor. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>